would you rather have McCaffrey and Barkley and no picks until round seven? Oh. Or would you rather have the 1.07 draft slot as normal? Wow. (laughs) All right. So get ready for that segment and a whole hour of Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, I'm joined by Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers. You guys all know who this man is. Mike, so glad to have you on the show, man. You guys are an inspiration for everybody in the fantasy industry, so I definitely appreciate you coming on. Oh, man, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, Happy to jump on here. We're all sitting around doing a whole lot of nothing, so (laughs) might might as well talk about football. Yeah. Hopefully we're having football. Yeah, and what uh, that's one of the questions I have, but let's dive into that first because uh, I think that's a good topic. People are like itching to know, does anybody have any inside information? What do the so-called experts think about a potential delay or uh, no season? What, if you had to guess, what would be the percentage that we have a season? Let's start with that question. I That percentage has jumped up and down uh, basically on a daily basis <laughs> right now. <laughs> But honestly, I'm I'm far more in the positive realm now where I would put the odds at uh, 85, 85% okay. that it happens. I mean, we have the, 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 the Major League Baseball news was fantastic because if, if MLB is figuring it out where whatever, they're having to modify the season, but they're going to get the season in with all this news that they're going to do everything in Arizona, have guys like quarantine in a hotel. If they can figure something out, the NFL will say, we're not throwing this money away. Right. We we will figure it out. And on top of that, I mean, you have the players where, yeah, it, it sounds like a really crappy situation if you're the, the players where if you have to actually go spend an entire season quarantined like in one location. But on the other hand, these guys have, I mean, most guys have, what, two years maximum? in the actual NFL and it, like th- their window is so short that they can't throw that away. So, I mean, that's, that's why the, the new collective bargaining agreement got agreed upon because the, the guys were making the lowest amount of money. They, they needed that money to go up. So I think that the NFL will figure it out as of now the what, I mean, the, why I, why I hedge? Cause look, the, the news is changing every single day. And I suppose if the MLB did something, and then they had an outbreak where yeah. a whole bunch of guys on teams all of a sudden came down w- with COVID. That would be a bad, that yeah, would be a yeah, bad look. Yeah, that could uh, somebody else could ruin it for the NFL exactly. by, by doing that. So that's actually a good point. So I've, I've asked this to several people, and I can't get an answer. And I, I don't expect an answer from anybody because it's, uh, it's unprecedented territory. But um, we've never been here before. Uh, what happens to the contracts and guaranteed money? So an example of a rookie or Kenyon Drake, let's use Kenyon Drake, uh, right. our new favorite player, right? Because we're both That's in Arizona. Right. That's right. Top five running back in 2020. Probably. Um, Kenyon Drake, one year, $8 million. What happens if there's no season? Do they guarantee the money? And then what happens to that contract? Wow. That's a great question because off the top of my head it's well of course everything just gets moved forward a year but now that human being is a year older 
I mean, they they don't have a, a season of football of wear and tear on their body, but they're just they're older. Yeah. So is is that player now worth that that money? I mean, guys like Kenyon Drake, I guess he's young enough, but that is a really interesting thing to think about. What does a team do with a with a aging veteran? Or do they all this? Are they still worth that amount of money next year? Like Tom I, Brady, like Tom Brady, Julio Jones, right. guys that are like on the fringe of getting to that. Yeah. That well, Brady's already read about. Yeah, Brady's broken the <laughs> he's broken the age curve, yeah. so he doesn't really count. But he, he'll be what forty four if we postpone a year, forty four, forty three. Yeah, you know I, that, I, that, that wild. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious to know if anybody can find the answer to that. Like, do the NFL does the NFL have to pay these same amounts, but everything gets paused? So Kenyon Drake will get eight million, but then he'll get another eight million for one year. That that's kind of what I'm thinking might happen, but um, it's crazy to think about. And then and the other part that blows my mind is that if we don't have an NFL season, uh, we'll have two rookie classes essentially. Um, right. And, and what does that do for a guy like Etn who holds out? And and doesn't enter the NFL, but literally enters the NFL at the same time as the the 2020 rookies. So, oh, yeah. man, that that's going to be tough. That's a really tough situation where, and, and like when you're talking about the rookies, I put the the odds at the NFL happening far greater than 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 college football. Like oh, yeah. college football is actually in danger to yeah, me. I mean, the NFL does have some danger, but college is in is a much larger risk because you can't just take grown adults who are working for someone and say guess what you're over in this area now you don't get to move like college football has their students their student athletes i mean you and you can't just say okay well we'll play the game in empty fields it's or with with no fans and and there's just so many other problems so there's more moving parts too you have how many different stadiums how many different personnel groups you know nfl at least there's there's a focused you know number that they can try and worry about yeah college i don't know what we're gonna do um, i haven't even thought about that until, until you brought that up like yeah. what does next year's rookie class do when they, if they lose an entire season oh I know. man i know like my first thought was oh what if they combine the two class but they're having the nfl draft on the 23rd so they can't do that yeah they can't my, do that that yeah. was but that was going through my mind i'm like a lot of things have been going through in my, my mind being quarantined has been been messing with me. Uh, and I told you right before we started this show that I'm kind of a germaphobe to begin with, so this thing set me back 10 years at least. <laughs> I, won't, I won't be elbow bumping. Uh, oh, man, this is it's, it's going to be bad. But I'm a quarantine individual by nature, uh, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm an, I'm an introvert. Uh, the only thing I miss is, you know, I like to not have to cook, so I really like eating out or... or getting takeout and things like that so the struggle is real for for that area but so we we've talked about this i don't know i, I don't know which pod i was on where we were talking about it but I, I do we just is it time that we can finally implement the the japanese bow like it's a cool move man it's a real it's a mm-hmm. really strong sign of respect mm-hmm. no one's exchanging germs they haven't figured out i mean they've known this for years mm-hmm. but we are stuck in our stupid american ways of of me transferring my DNA and my germs onto your hand. That's the right. best way for us to say hello. Yeah. Like, let's- Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. 
the ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Let's get the bow going, man. I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I I would definitely embrace the bow. In fact, uh, <laughs> bow to you, sir. Um, yes. Yeah. I. What, so let me ask you a question about the fantasy footballers and what you guys are doing. Are you? I obviously have no plans of 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 joining up as of right now. But what topics or conversations have you guys had about like when we may attempt to? congregate to do a show or are we going to continue mm. online until further notice and how has it affected you guys i'm sure a lot of people want to know what are you guys planning what are you doing how is it how is it working for you so we are definitely on an indefinite definitely indefinite that's a ridiculous statement but of uh being outside of the studio so everyone is we're, we're all doing our part we're all staying home we're recording remotely we haven't really talked about yet when we will be back in the studio we've we've dreamed about being back there, I mean, it makes things a lot easier. But I assume we will, we'll, we'll see if the trends continue the way that they are, which it, it certainly feels like there's optimism right now. Hopefully it's not a false sense of security and hope mm-hmm. that we're getting right now with the numbers. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll listen to what's going on with the state, what Ducey's talking about when things kind of start opening up. We are, I mean, I've, we certainly could be still meeting up at the studio because there's only there's the three of us and then just a handful of employees. So our actual risk is low. But the consequence of said risk is is just too high for us. I mean, like I'm I'm an at risk person because I have really bad asthma. Andy has breathing problems, so he's an at risk person as well. So we just like. We're not going to screw around with it. We're not going to screw around with anyone's family. So we've decided to go remote. As far as the challenges, uh, I mean, it's really nice recording in a room with other people. I think that's that was one of the advantages that our show actually had over people. I mean, we started, I, I don't know, six years ago, five or five or six years ago. But back then, in the fantasy podcast space, it was... Uh, the CBS guys were together, and the ESPN guys were together. And I think basically everybody else, there was a lot of fantasy podcasts going on, but everyone was doing it like this where you can get a, a decent conversation going, but there's definitely still problems where you know, it'd be, you're know you not really sure when to stop talking. You're not sure when to start talking of, of stepping on people's feet. So the conversation isn't as natural, it, and you just, it will never, ever be as natural as being in a in a room with with two other people where you can take all the physical cues instead of me doing i gotta make it real clear by holding up my finger that i'm a i've got a great point everyone (laughs) you need to shut up because it's my turn to talk instead of just naturally them knowing that i'm about to start talking so it, it, it 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 has created those problems we do have a nice built up chemistry of six years of of uh feeling each other out like i I kind of know just instinctually when Jason's going to rant or when Andy's ab- about to say something and I, I need to be quiet now. But it, but we've had more more moments where we're stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, that's natural. Um, what, what about – I have a few ideas for you. What if one of you goes into the studio because there's going to be no risk, anybody that can do the technical stuff and literally patch in you guys and get that, that uh, going in that direction? Because it wouldn't be that hard to – 
to go in and, and do that. That might be something if, if this thing were to linger, sure. Um, you know, set, send Jason in, make him do all the work and just patch you two in <laughs> with a, you know, a, a beach background or whatever. Sure. It, it, <laughs> it, it's still, I mean, we still have the same technical struggles and we're actually, we have a, uh, a really good system. Uh, our, our producer, Owl Borland, because uh, we got we have Brooks and mm-hmm. Owl working on production stuff for us, and he's he's a very tech savvy guy. So uh, him and I work together because I I used to be all the audio for the fantasy footballers. I would handle all the audio and all that stuff, and now I get to hand off most of it and focus more on the other aspects yeah. of the job. Uh, but at, he did a fantastic job of of putting stuff together where we all have remote kits. We all. Uh, we we join a Zoom meeting, we so we can see each other while recording. But everyone records locally, and then we send that file over to the producer. He matches everything up, so everything is is still the highest fidelity possible. Nice. So it, we're, we've got a we got a decent thing going. I think yeah. we can survive like this if yeah. if need be. It just it, it would be fantastic to get back into the yeah. same space. There's there's an energy that you can't create over over a screen that you just naturally it happens when you're in the same room the comeback will be be amazing you're triumphant gonna, yeah you got what's gonna be bad is when you all get in the studio and you can't you don't have anything to say <laughs> you're like what do we do we have impossible <laughs> the rhythm the rhythm is off <laughs> jason make a joke yes <laughs> oh man all right well uh i appreciate the background on that i'm sure a lot of people they love that inside information and what might be going on with you guys. And, and it'll be nice to see you back, but do you have plans of doing like a regular show every week? Have you already got to that point? So, So, yeah, I mean, we're still going with, so our schedule has been, we're a year long fantasy show. So we got our, we, we're still putting out two footballers episodes a week. We put out an episode every single week for the supporters who are uh, on our Patreon over at jointhefoot.com, And then, uh, our comedy show, The Spitballers, we're still putting out a weekly episode with that thing. So, I mean, we're keeping busy. We're, yeah. we're wearing the Zoom Zoom meetings at, into the ground. Yeah, I feel like time – I feel like I have less time now than I had before, which is so, <laughs> so weird because you'd think, oh, you know, this is things are slowing down everywhere, but it's just crazy with all the – I hate that I'm now a professor. Um, I, I don't remember how to teach. And and the schools have put so much on the parents, it's it's insane. You know, like the calls, the meetings, the emails, the texts, hey, do this homework assignment by tonight. Like I don't have time for that. It's 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 been crazy. Yeah, that's I I'm with you where I actually have less time to work now because I gotta I gotta go relieve the wife or she'll she'll just have to walk like into the pool yeah. and lay in there for five hours. I don't know. I don't Breaking know because, bad style. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, man. It's tough, man. With the, their three kids trapped at home, they don't, they can't go out and play with friends and things like that. So, and the, and all the school things, you are correct. All the responsibilities for keeping the schooling going. It's, it's tough. So I have to manage the time doing the job and doing all of that stuff too. Let's get into football. All right. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, a real hot topic, I think, for, for some people. Do you draft him early? Do, do you wait on a QB? There's obviously two ways of thinking here. I don't personally think either one's wrong. I think you draft to your strength. There's nothing wrong with taking a Mahomes or a Lamar early. But what is your take on that? Where are you taking them, and who do you like better? Maybe just kind of map that out. Sure. So I, I have – I've uh... – uh, when I found the late round quarterback drafting philosophy, like uh, 
the first time I was really introdu- introduced to it, it was J.J. Zacharyson, who is now one of my good friends in the industry. And I read his ebook, and it, like, it was mind-blowing when you start really digging into the actual like this, the analytics, the statistics of why you can get quarterback production late it, later on in your draft. And it's, it, it's just, it's a, it, it's a different way of thinking about the game. Like where when you take the quarterback early, I'm going to have the best quarterback. You are, it's, it's thinking more about fantasy football as football, not playing the game of fantasy football. I mean, they're, one a game it's a game based on a game but it's it's still very very different where it's all just about the numbers and so for me and what we always talk about on our show on on the footballers is it's the late round quarterback it you got to take those shots on running backs and wide receivers early when you when you do draft you know Lamar Jackson or I mean last year was was Patrick Mahomes if you're drafting him in the second or third round you're giving up a higher probability draft pick that you're going to get a running back or a wide receiver that hits. Now, of course, not every running back or wide receiver drafted in those first few rounds actually become anything. But when you go through the numbers at the end of the year, it's a much higher probability that a running back drafted in round two is going to be a weekly producer for your fantasy team. And on top of that, there's no guarantee that a quarterback is actually going to produce. Like if you drafted Patrick Mahomes in the second round, you didn't get Patrick Mahomes of two years ago. Mm. So there's quarterbacks aren't, they're not, they're not, they're not safe or foolproof either. Like when you look at the, the earlier quarterbacks that were drafted this year, there's a ton of tons of uh, guys who bust. And meanwhile, you look at the, at the guys you got last year, very, very late. Dak was one of our, favorite late round values at the quarterback position he came through in a way that i couldn't possibly imagine i mean the dude threw for almost five thousand yards i think he was the quarterback too josh allen was really really steady uh kyler murray i mean everyone was kind of on kyler as as a later guy that you could get last year he comes through because once again that that that's a whole different discussion of quarterbacks would they run they just they just naturally earn more fantasy points based off of how scoring works. So I, I'm I am all about taking my quarterback as late as possible, uh, while still drafting a guy who I think has upside. If, and remember, where did people draft Lamar Jackson last right. year? And that's and, and that's the point. And that's the point that I think a lot of people make, which is a great point. And that's the only the only thing that I don't like is when. Somebody tells somebody it's an absolute mistake. You can't win doing this. You can't win doing that because there are so many different ways to to win, and, and everything has sure. to do with your strength. So, for I agree with everything you said. Um, I agree with the other angle. So for me, I tend to draft better and make better built teams when I do grab that quarterback uh, that is okay. going to potentially throw for forty or forty five, fifty TDs. I think Mahomes, if he doesn't get hurt, his floor is forty. You know, that's like his floor. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with and, that. And look back at Kurt Warner, Cole Pepper. Um, you played, I'm sure, back in those days, too. Like, these guys were going in the first round. To me, a late right. second-round pick for Mahomes is actually a value. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and, uh, the, the re- and another reason for for uh, why I go with the late-round direction is, is most – I mean, most leagues are – you're only playing one quarterback. And it's – 
it's much harder once you're in the season is is much much harder to find a replacement wide receiver or running back and you have to play at least two of those guys like i'm just talking about standard leagues i know everyone has a different situation but normally you're playing at least two running backs at least two wide receivers and meanwhile quarterbacks guys the, the amount of of quarterbacks who put up a top 12 week at least one of them every single year it's over 40 guys because yeah. Matt Schaub steps in for Matt Ryan and he's surrounded by elite weapons and he's got a good matchup and you go Matt Schaub's going to throw for 250 maybe 300 with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com guards here. yeah and, and and you can it's much easier to project and predict when those things are going to happen because he's the quarterback he touches the ball every single time Unlike a, yeah. a wide receiver who has so many other factors built into, can he actually produce? So that's that's just a that, that's another reason why I like going with the quarterback late. If, I, I have no problem yeah. if people want to go quarterback early. It's just it's not the way that I look at the game. Right, and I think that's the key thing is like just doing what works, you know, for each individual person. Um, I, I personally, I was all about. I'm sure you were too, and a lot of people about waiting on a QB strategy when it meant getting Kyler Murray around six or seven or, or maybe five, but probably six or seven before this DeAndre Hopkins trade. And now yeah. he's going in the third round in a lot of mock drafts I'm doing. And it's like, man, that, 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 that upside just, you know, <laughs> I, I still, I still consider him like in certain spots, but not in the third round. And, and that just kind of put a damper on that whole uh, idea that was, <laughs> cooked up and ready to go for September. Yes. Cuz now now everyone's, you know, reaching high form. Do you think Kyler Murray's going to be able to deliver? I know you don't take a QB early, but if you had to like project whether he could earn third round value, does he have that in the cards with this offense with Hopkins on roster? Yeah, it it was it was unfortunate and fortunate for for DeAndre Hopkins for the trade. For, I yeah. mean, first and foremost, we on the footballers are diehard Arizona Cardinal homers. We love the team. I want them to succeed more than my fantasy squads. Like I love the Arizona Cardinals. So getting Hopkins, that that day was incredible. I will live with those memories and cherish those memories for the rest of my life. <laughs> Unfortunately for fantasy, though, Kyler was already gonna be a hot yep. pick. In the and you could have gotten him if the Hopkins trade doesn't happen. You can probably get Kyler in the seventh, maybe eighth round in yep. in a decent amount of dra- of uh, your drafts. Not anymore. Nope. But along with Hopkins coming, it's it's hard to not see Kyler Murray giving you a top five quarterback performance. It's injury, of course, but with the, with the fact of how much he runs, how lethal of a passer he was as a rookie. I mean, he was already a, he was already a top twelve guy as a rookie. Right. And not working with an elite wide receiver of DeAndre Hopkins caliber. Yeah. So, and I mean, he had the whole mess of who's the running back. There, was, I mean, there was a lot of things not in Kyler's favor last year, offensive line problems, and I 
fully expect the Cardinals to take a tackle with their first pick here in the draft in a couple weeks. Yeah. Help help fix up the offensive line. So yeah, I'm I am definitely on the the train that Kyler Murray will be a top five guy. Yeah, but to your point of of wanting to wait, you're you're obviously not going to have any shares of Kyler Murray in twenty. Unfortunately, probably not. Yeah, unless it's uh, what about auction? Do you think you could squeeze out maybe some strategy there for? It's it's certainly possible, but I've always had my greatest success of I buy my quarterback for a dollar. Yeah, (laughs) who's your favorite dollar weight on a QB? quarterback in 2020 Ooh, all right um if you're gonna get him for a just a buck or or somewhere you know yeah yeah no yeah let's say like lower dollar amounts yeah uh i would be looking at uh matt ryan okay he i mean matt ryan always puts up the yardage the unfortunately the 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 year wasn't as good this year but and this is not statistical analysis at all but we've seen Matt Ryan ping pong back and forth and back and forth now for like, what, five, six years. Yeah. And it was once again, uh, Dirk Cutter came in as the offensive coordinator, even though he had been there before. It's Matt Ryan switching systems. And historically, Matt Ryan's first year with his new OC doesn't go very well. And then he crushes the next year. So I would be very interested in Matt Ryan for cheap. I think that the bounce back, uh, I think Baker Mayfield honestly can bounce back and easily be a top 10 quarterback again. They have done a lot of things to fix that offensive line, which was the the biggest problem. And on top of that, they're, uh, the guy calling the plays for them probably should not have been. And then uh, a guy I'm very, very interested in is Daniel Jones. Love Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, we got to get those turnovers under control. We got to get him to stop fumbling the ball. But he easily would have smashed, smashed the touchdown yeah. Uh, rookie record if he had played all 16 games he like the dude just he slings the ball like right he like he he will take those chances that Eli Manning wasn't taking and Daniel Jones we're all the the egg was on all of our faces it was (laughs) it was hilarious when they took him in the draft (laughs) yeah they didn't have to they could have gotten him later but they got they went and they got their guy and then preseason it was Holy crap! I think Daniel Jones might be good. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Uh, but but much like the uh, the what happened to Kyler Murray's value with DeAndre Hopkins landing in Arizona, if the Giants draft Jerry Judy or CD Lamb, sure. I'm, I'm afraid that Daniel Jones will no longer be one of the best kept secrets at QB. But I agree with you. I think he's top. Like after you get past Russell Wilson and and uh, you know that range. I mean, he's literally you have like Matt Ryan. Um, you have Dak, you have Daniel Jones. I think he could have a cup of coffee easily with that that those that range of QBs in twenty twenty and, and especially and if he gets to Jerry Judy. And Stafford yeah. too. I mean Stafford was absolutely crushing last year before he went down with the back injury. Unfortunately, you do have to factor his back into his draft price. Like you, you can't just spend a higher pick on, on Stafford because this this is now multiple years that he's had a, a back problem. Yeah, and, and Aaron Rodgers I like a lot too because everyone thinks he's done. They just it, it, his ADP has fallen so far, and I think that that at that range where you're drafting a Daniel Jones, that's where he seems to be going right now. Now all it takes is one person; they might still think he's a top right. five or six guy. But for me, I, I if I'm waiting on a QB, and again I deploy both, I want to make sure I clarify that 
I deployed both of those strategies. It just depends on the flow of the draft. But Aaron Rodgers has become one of my my favorite. Like I've I've got him in the seventh. I've got him in the ninth. I've got him in the tenth. And mock drafts that I've done with with followers is crazy. He's fallen super far. Do you think he has the potential to have one or two years left at thirty six years old? He's not forty. If they get a weapon, I I, I think Aaron Rodgers with like Devonte Adams is a lock to me to be a top three wide receiver but Aaron Rodgers in order to get that top tier elite value I think he needs another guy and it's it's not as much as I want it to be Alan Lazard because he's on my dynasty team and we love celebrating the Lazard King it's he's not the guy Devin Funches is not that guy they need they would have to spend a pretty high draft capital pick on one of these wide receivers luckily the draft is littered with with high with with very very talented rookies coming out of college this year so hopefully they spend like a second on on somebody okay what is your favorite draft approach heading into 2020 like example would be trading up into the first round trading down into the second round or um similar to the weight on a qb approach like anything that you could give somebody uh some advantage heading into 2020 sure i when people always ask you know Okay, what's your ideal spot? Where do you want to pick? And we we don't know for sure yet, but my answer is always uh, how many elite running backs are there? Like, Is there four? Is there a big four this year? Then I want to pick in the top four because I want to have one of those guys. I want a running back that fills two positions in one with like Christian McCaffrey. I still fully believe in Alvin Kamara, you know, Saquon and Zeke. They're such, they are such a, a difference making option for your team when they are scoring the points of, of two players. So that's where I always want to be if possible. And then if I'm in the back of the first and let's say, let's say I'm in the back of the first and trading is there, then I would actually move back a little bit further down into the, in the second round and try and move some of my other picks up. Like if I'm in the first and I can trade back to the second, meanwhile, turning a fourth into another second, that's what I'm going to do because I want as many, uh, I, I want as many lotto tickets in that top premium range as possible. Yeah. If I can't get one of the elite dual threat running backs, and I asked this uh, to Matthew Barry and his, I, I want to know if your answer is the same. Uh, would you rather have McCaffrey and Barkley and no picks until round seven? Oh. Or would you rather have the 1.07 draft slot as normal? Wow. <laughs> all right so <laughs> i think i would take oh my gosh i think i would take the two running backs me too so, so I would, did he <laughs> yeah i mean I, but, but, I, I, I could fill out my roster i feel like after the seventh there's gonna be guys in yeah. that range that that hit and if i mean you're 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 literally betting everything on those two guys yeah but if they play 14 games a piece, then you're just going to be destroying people. Yeah, and and the the part I love about that, I do a lot of draft pick trading uh, videos and how to how to trade up. And you these types of moves typically make enemies in your league, and no one wants to trade trade with you after you sure. do these types of things. But if you get handed the one point two or one point one right out of the gate, then it's really easy to if the person owning the one point two or one point one the other. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, 
It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Their pick isn't like one of those, I'll never trade people. But you could literally, in that scenario that I just gave you, offer your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I'm not saying to do that, but most people would say I'm not doing that until you 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 hit them from that angle. Well, what about <laughs> if you right. had these? But you could probably get away with your second, your third, and your fourth alone to get that pick. And now you have McCaffrey and Barkley and a pick in round five, six, seven, eight, nine, and you, you dominate your league. It's one of my favorite. That's my favorite draft approach in 2020 and pretty much every year as long as there sure. are two monster workhorses and i think barkley and mccaffrey are that and we play in so many leagues mike we could take a we can take a risk and do this in one you know what i mean right. like if we had yeah. one league maybe we would i still probably would but uh we play in like how many do you play in i played 14 it's getting ridiculous oh i i was up there i've actually spent the last two years trimming them out because i I would have these leagues where I just I couldn't focus on it at all. I was uh, my long running money league where I was in with uh, my one of my best friends, and they they all know what I do. They all know I'm I'm a fantasy football you know quote expert, and I would finish dead last in that league every time because I just I didn't have the I didn't have the passion. I didn't have the motivation. Yeah. I I didn't have the the uh, like. I had, uh, my brain was spent by yeah, you, by Tuesday when I have to put the waivers in. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, I just I yeah. just don't care. <laughs> so I've trimmed it out. I I think I'm down to like my basic, uh, you know, like three three nice. four leagues. I got to get there. But I, I my followers talked me into doing one, and then I turned it into a league. You know, the mock draft will turn it into a league, and I end up with like fourteen fifteen. But I'm like you. Yeah. I have so many teams that. I, I have to worry about it on Thursday night. And I don't remember who's on what team. There's no way you can when you have 14 or 15. So I, I comb through everything Thursday night. Then injuries happen. I'm like, what team is that guy on? I have to comb through them all again uh, before Sunday. And it just it ends up being where yep. I start a guy like Will Fuller, who's not playing. And, and everyone's like, oh, the expert. You know, like, and, yep. and then in your buddy leagues, do you, do you, do you feel like you get – no respect in buddy leagues where they're like, oh, Mike's the expert, and they just they, they go at you in a different way. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's tough where they're like, I wonder who's Mike get, who Mike's going to pick. Let me go look at his rankings. Yeah, and you're like, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brady, Godwin, Evans, all affected, obviously, by not only Winston being removed from that Tampa Bay offense, but Brady being injected into it. What do you think – the impact is for Godwin from a fantasy perspective, from Evans, who's going to outscore the other, and and what kind of numbers do you predict out of Brady in, in 2020? I would say I'll take Godwin of the two of them. It, it He just fits so much more with what we have seen for a very, very long time from Tom Brady. And it's, I mean, because, you know, Godwin's the, the short guy, the shorter routes, not that Godwin can't go down the field. But that's we, we've seen what Brady prefers to use uh, as of late. Now, maybe that was just a, a product of he wasn't surrounded by elite field stretchers like Mike Evans is. But still, you know, I got to go with that probability. I'm going to bet on Godwin to be the, the better of the two. And it's not that I'm leaving Mike Evans for dead at all. I, I still have Mike Evans. I think uh, we're, we're working on our rankings right now, uh, our, our way too early rankings. I think I have Evans uh, like 
eight or nine. I don't know, yeah. right around there. But which that's that's great. That like that's still that's still a top level wide receiver. Yeah. He's fallen. Uh, he's fallen in mock drafts. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it, and I mean, it's it's one of those things though. Where we're at the end of the year, it won't shock anybody if Mike Evans outscores Chris Godwin. Yeah, you just have to play the probability right now. Uh, and, and as far as numbers for Brady, I haven't done any my full projections yet, but it would be. I I, I think Brady should be at that right around thirty touchdowns. You know, forty forty two to forty three hundred yards. I think he can. He can still hit that point, but it's I am I am very fascinated to watch this Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick thing. Yeah, I am Chick- on the side chicken or egg. Yes, and I kind of have the the Bill Belichick side. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's it's obviously the the sample is so small, but the fact that years ago Tom Brady can go down seventh round draft pick Brian Hoyer can come in. And they should have won the division. Like they had double-digit wins. That was just the one year where Miami. I think it was Miami beat them out in the division. But Hoyer came in. Yeah. Uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, not Hoyer. Uh, uh, Castle. Castle came in. Castle. Yeah. And put up great numbers. Won a whole bunch of games. Like that. That can't. That doesn't happen. Look at other teams when yeah. they lose their quarterback and a guy comes in. The team. They they just they don't keep trucking like that for an entire season, and he's Tom Brady's older. He's living on plants now. He's the plant man. Well, getting getting divorced. Oh wait, Poten- what? Potentially. I mean, that's that's the. Oh, is that is that in the rumor mill? Th- there's a. I mean, there have been rumors about that, but today there was a lot of of posts Uh-oh. about how. Uh, yeah, there there's some some more going on there, but it could be it could be total fabricated Instagram rumor spreading because people are bored. But today it was all over a bunch of different Patriot pages and stuff. Giselle was never happy. And uh, she hated the mansion. <laughs> you know? well, a lot of good. Right. Sure. I mean, that would definitely affect a man. That's and, a, and that, if, that type of tumult. But I'm I, like. But if it is true, then we broke it here live on the fantasy football oh, yes. show, right? Yes. With Mike uh, 100%. Wright. Yeah. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Totally. You, heard, you heard it first. As of right now, Tom Brady's not getting divorced. It's rumors, people. Tom Brady's fine. Okay, he went on the Howard Stern show, was very open about problems him and Giselle have had, but he's fine. I am so fascinated to watch this breakdown because I have, I've got the Patriots still winning their division. Everyone, uh, not everyone, but you know the, the hot, the hot pick is the Buffalo Bills, where they're they are a surging team, but the Patriots defense is still going to be elite. I think whoever is the quarterback will be able to get enough done for the offense. I, like I think that they're going to be great. I like Stidham. I think he's got a shot. Yeah, I, and I, he 100% has a shot, and I think Tampa Bay has a great shot as well. Unfortunately, they have to deal with the Saints in that division. They have to deal well, like they're surrounded by good teams. Can Brady really use this? The fuel of being not it's not rejected from New England. I guess although you can factor that in with the. the that whole rumor mill that happened back yeah. when they they traded Garoppolo and it was it was reported that Belichick did not want to do that he wanted to trade Brady I don't you know we we can't confirm nor deny the, yeah. that information but it's yeah knowing how Bill Belichick yeah. runs things when a, when he thinks that a player is past 
what past what they can do at their peak for this team. He washes his hands and he sends you away. Yeah, he's that, he's a cold blooded man. I'm gonna read off two names or scenarios, and you're gonna give me the name or scenario you like better, and then a confidence level of how much you like it over that other scenario. So if I say Kenyon Drake versus Joe Mixon, and you say Drake, confidence level of liking Drake over Mixon would be five. Okay, of that range. Okay, Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon. Kenyon Drake nine. Nice. I like it. I, I'm in agreement there. Top five to ten running back uh, is in the cards. Cuff them to Edmonds no matter what because I think that offense is half the battle there. Well, like, you, you, I went back and looked, and if you take the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals and you take the starting running back for every single game, which was difficult to do last year because we all got fooled a few times by yeah. the Cardinals where – all of a sudden, it's Edmonds. Yep. Drake comes in. You you think it's still going to be DJ. Then it turns into Drake. Yep. But granted, if you knew who the starting running back was going to be every single week, they were the running back three on the season. Yeah. Like the, it was it was insane production. And this this team is better. Yeah. This team just got an elite wide receiver. They're going to score way more. Yeah. And if you want even even some more bad math to just throw at that yeah. uh, last three games. Uh, Drake was on pace for like 37 TDs and 1900 yards. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, we were we were in a uh, uh, celebrity league. The footballers had a team, and it was put on by the NFL. It's called NFL League One, and we were in the championship week. We had fought and clawed our way there, and championship week 16, we played against Saquon Barkley and Kenyon Drake. Oh. The number one and number two running back oh, on the man. week. So we just got steamrolled. I love that combo this year, if you can pull it off. Drake, Drake, I think, will go in the top 14 by August. I think Eckler oh, will Drake, as well. Just wait until I get that hype machine going. My oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to get Drake in that first I, round. I've got this bell. I've been ringing for it. So I think <laughs> together we can get him. Let's get him. Let's, our goal, I got him in enough leagues already. I don't mind. Our goal, let's get him in the top five. Deal? Sure. Val? I'll do my best. Okay, uh, A. Rod, Josh Allen, redraft. Man, oh gosh, I think I'll go Josh Allen four. Todd Gurley, <laughs> Miles Sanders, redraft. Miles Sanders six. Let's test your Todd Gurley love here. Todd Gurley, okay. Mark Ingram. Ooh, going with Mark Ingram. That's a that is he a tough one. Just being in or out on Mark Ingram where I mean he was just he was an absolute his points were touchdowns. But it's it's hard to bet against what they did last year of Lamar with Lamar Jackson opening things up for Ingram. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh I will go Mark Ingram. Two. Okay, let's let's get to your line. <laughs> Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt. Redraft. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Okay, we found uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it, and that would be pretty high. But, I mean, okay. Kareem Hunt, obviously, if, if he's the starter because I'm having Nick Chubb, then then I flip that immediately to yeah, full I mean, confidence. Three. <laughs> full, full 10. Full send. Yes. Uh, yes. Odell Stop. Beckham Jr., Kenny Galladay, redraft. Uh, I will go Kenny Galladay, Eight. This could be. Uh, we'll make this uh, dynasty. Okay. Ky- Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins stack. Oh no, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk stack, or Lamar, 
Mark Andrews Hollywood Brown stack. Oh goodness. Uh I will go Kyler Murray. I will take the Cardinals stack and I'll put that at a uh four. Four to six. <laughs> um I agree with you. Okay, Dynasty only. Amari Cooper, AJ Brown. <laughs> Oh, it's it's funny because if, if anyone listens to the show, they know that I take every opportunity to besmirch Amari Cooper that I possibly can. Uh, I will take it's, – it's so tough with the offensive systems, though, to bet against Dak. and like They just throw the ball. They actually throw the ball a ton. So I'll take – I'll still be on Amari Cooper, even though that pains me to say that. I'll go Amari Cooper uh, 7. I love AJ Brown. I think he's on on the the brink of a top five to ten wide receiver season. I think he's a he's a, a legend in the making. Um, one of my favorite uh, players heading into twenty twenty. Mari Cooper. I'm I'm of the thinking, and this is not a popular take, but I think Gallup could rival him potentially he, outscore he him this absolutely year. Absolutely could. Yes, I mean, that's like it's it's hard not to put Cooper in the top ten of your rankings just based off of what he. What he did last year, and I get it, I mean, half the year he really sucked, but he was injured. The problem with Amari Cooper, though, is half the season he's always great, and there's always an excuse, always an excuse for why he was bad for half of the season. Yeah. Meanwhile, Michael Gallup, uh, I, I can't remember the exact yardage total, but I think they were within 100 yards of each other, and Michael Gallup did it in, like, 14 games or something. Like, Gallup is... Gallup is great. Yeah, I think Gallup is going to outscore him. He'll find a way. And Amari Cooper, he's a vanishing act. And 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 yeah. there are people that are absolutely on Amari Cooper 2020, uh, the train, and they get so upset. I get nothing but bad comments whenever I talk about Gallup over Amari. But I don't I don't think it's that crazy at all. I think Gallup, Gallup's on the rise. Okay, uh, I'll go through this last part real quickly for you. 1.01 rookie pick or Juju Smith-Schuster? I'll take the rookie pick. Which, wow. I'll have the mighty have fallen, but yeah. this, the the guys in this... The, the, the amount of talent in this rookie class combined with some, like, perfect landing destinations. I mean, the draft could come and certainly screw everything up. It's I'm, I'm not saying that the NFL draft can't do that, but, I mean, Jonathan Taylor goes to the Buccaneers. Uh... Edwards Hilaire goes to Kansas City. I mean, J.K. Like Dobbins the, to KC, maybe. Yeah, but, you know, I, that's yeah. I, insert any of the Dobbins, uh, Swift, any of those guys go to Kansas City with a top two pick. I mean, how do how do you not freak out for the possibility? Where, where do you want Jerry Judy going? Ideal fantasy scenario. Ah, uh, man, Giants. Giants is pretty good I like because that. I. Because uh, I like what Daniel Jones. I like his tendencies as a as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, one point oh one rookie pick or Mike Evans. Ah, oh, uh, Evans. I'll stick with Evans. Okay, just as I mean, but no fewer than a thousand yards ever. I mean, he's hit him yeah. in. Uh, uh, he's got. He's tied with for the longest streak of a thousand plus yards at six years. I mean, he's. Him and Julio are tied at six. Evans is just so consistent, such a monster. Jerry, Judy, or Aaron Jones in Dynasty, who would you rather have? 
Oh, these are tough questions, man. Uh, I'll go Jerry Judy, even though that's going to look too. really bad in the short term. Me too. I think you, you got to invest in that guy. I can't miss player, in my opinion. He's got the talent. You got, he, you got Judy over Lamb? Yeah. Uh, I love okay. both, though. I love both. A, a situation could change that, but I think Jerry Judy is going to be he's something special. I don't even know how to comp the guy. He's like, there's no one to comp him to, but I say like a, a smaller or like a Julio Jones, but in a different frame. And and I don't know who would you how would you comp him? Uh man, he's hard I, to. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's more like a he's more a little bit more like a Godwin type. Of player yeah, to me. That, that's a good comp. Okay, last face-off question: Your internet connection goes down. You can make one phone call. You can't help them draft, but you got to tell them draft for me. Jason Moore or Andy Holloway? Who do you call? <laughs> Uh, I will go. I'll go with Andy. Okay. Uh, I'll go. We just we, our styles are a little bit more similar than the than I am with Jason. Now, and Jason's an excellent fantasy player. I just I want the team that I want, so I would all have Andy do it. You guys remind me of the the Patriots trio from the past. It's like Tom Brady. That that's Andy. He's like he's cool. Sure. He's cool, but he has to be serious too. You know. You've got you've got you're like the Julian Edelman, you know. Look at the guitars in the background. I Everyone wants to hang out with you of the three, right? <laughs> Let's walk. By, I want to walk by Mike at the mall, you know, when, right. you're, when you're walking. And then Jason's what, like Gronk? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll take that. <laughs> Jason Gronkowski, come on. Uh, but yeah, you guys are amazing. I everybody loves you. Um, watching watching you guys climb into. The iHeartRadio award scene um, kind of take this open path that 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 fantasy analysts or the regular Joe could never take because big networks networks controlled everything. Um, it's been amazing to watch you guys just kind of open this this path for everybody, and uh, it's definitely been an inspiration. I I've been doing this surprisingly long long time, sixteen years. I'm not sure if you've ever heard the Red Zone. I'm on there every. I've been on there for sixteen straight years on uh, CBS Sports Radio here in Phoenix. Um, sure. do, you ever, do you ever hear the red zone? Uh, Russ Bliss and, and myself. I will. It would be pretty rare when yeah. I hear it because I'm in the. We're up at the studio on the on the visual version of the red zone. Yeah, call in, <laughs> call in sometime. We'd love to have you on. But uh, you, you let me know, man. You let me know. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, man, keep doing your thing, and, and we'll we'll look for more virtual uh, the fantasy footballer podcast uh, coming up here. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. 